what's up? Why did you say, hey, what's up, and then have an evil laugh? I don't know. Because it felt right at the moment. You're going to scare all the buddies. Don't be scared, buddies. I sound a little crazy sometimes, but (laughs) I swear it's all in good heart and non-harmful. That's the key. Yeah. Intentions don't mean shit if you're still hurting people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what if your intentions are bad, though? That's another thing. Everybody's always like, well, but my intentions. You know what? Sometimes people have bad intentions. I don't know if that answers the question. Point being, even... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I just mean, it doesn't matter if people have good intentions if they're hurting people. Because they always think that that's an excuse for not having to deal with the fact that they hurt somebody. But my intentions were good. Kind of like, it's the thought that counts. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes, yeah. It, like, I want to get somebody that I care about a birthday present and I can't afford to. In that case, yeah, it's the thought that counts. I'll figure out something special to do for them. But, like, it, it's when, like, somebody who's like, oh, I just watched this on freaking, freaking Psych. Because I've been rewatching Psych. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the, okay, so the, I don't think you've watched enough to know the names but you can just tell me the names yeah so there's juliet and lassiter yep. are the two main detectives there then the chief and juliet were talking and lassiter's like going a little off the deep end and juliet thinks it's because he's lonely and so the chief is like ordering her to find him a date <laughs> so they think that they are well-intentioned and helping by finding him a partner but he does not need their help. And really, they're just meddling and making things really shitty for him. So, <laughs> like, even though that's well-intentioned, they still fucked things up. And that still needs acknowledged. It doesn't just go away because they meant well. That was a silly example. Oh, but I mean, it was a fine example. Yeah, it just feels silly. Because that's all I have in my head right now is psych and community. Because I powered through community. I just finished it today. Oh, you did? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I've only watched the first season, like, when it came out. And then oh, okay. I, I never got back. In, like, I didn't have internet or whatever. And, yeah, I just kind of forgot about everything. I feel you. That one's a good one to go back to. Although, I will say, it was... Like, I already watched it late, but it was really alarming this time watching it again. <laughs> because I was just like, some of the jokes in it, like, are... They're just really, really pushing it, and I just never expect it. Ooh, fun. Well, what are you smoking? Um, I have been smoking this purple unicorn Purple unicorn? Where'd you get that from? I got that from Urbana. It is pretty awesome. It is a select cart. Um, but pretty much I walked in there and said hey to all my old buddies, and um, I'm looking at hybrids and stuff, and what do you got? What's new? And he starts showing me a few, and I was like, purple unicorn, that's it. We're going with it. I don't know shit about it. I don't know what this is going to do, but that's what I want, because the name sounds fun. 
What are you smoking oh, today? Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I have my Pineapple Express cart. Ooh, fun. <laughs> I was also thinking about some of my Holy Roller. Oh, that's the other thing. I have to take my CBD gummies, too. You guys. I have to tell you the silly thing I did this week. I was putting away my groceries, and Osiris has been escaping my room a lot lately, and um, I keep him in there when I can't keep an eye on him, and like when I'm not home and stuff, because there's a dog in the house, and there's... He he does not like dogs. He won't do anything to a dog, but he will hiss and get them riled up. And I just don't want to deal with that. I thought he so did nose boobs I, with Nina, though. He did that one day, and every single oh. time since, he's hissed at her, and I've been so mad mm -hmm. about it. So, anyways, I'm putting away my groceries, and my bedroom door is, like, right off the kitchen. And I hear him, like, trying to escape. He... he He's learned how to turn the doorknob and get out now. So I make a run for the door to try and like keep it shut, make him know that I know he's doing that, basically. And um, the the carpet we have in there, the rug that's in the kitchen, it's a little like it's a little bit big. So we had it folded up under the um, the refrigerator and the stove. And so when I was running through there, my little pinky toe, like, got caught on the fold mm -hmm. of the rug, and I heard the crack, and all that came out of my mouth was, fuck, mother of God, fuck. I didn't realize that I had broken my toe, so I kept doing stuff for, like, an hour. I thought it was just hurting a lot. No, I was super broken. Mm -hmm. So I broke my toe. But yeah, it's it's about that hour point that you get. <laughs> and you're like, okay, there's been enough pain now. What's wrong? Yeah, like um, yeah. I get like I'm anemic and I'm cold and stuff hurts longer sometimes. But like this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yep. Well, it hurts even more too, not just longer. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's been fun. And then I was looking through my my medical drawer. And I realized my medical kit that I put together that was so great. It was great when I put it together in 2016. <laughs> I do not have the things I need to take care of a broken toe. I didn't have any freaking painkillers or anything either. So I was like, of course. That expired in 2019. It's just not going to do shit. <laughs> so I went to Wild Bill's and I got so many CBD gummies. They have little packs that are um, 30 milligrams, and those packs are on sale 10 for 5 bucks. So I I got some, man, and they do the trick. Wait, so because your normal painkillers were expired, you went out and bought CBD gummies instead? Yeah, I don't really like taking painkillers. Oh. When I was a kid, I took too much, like regularly not like overdosing i just took too high of a dosage regularly because that's what my doctor told me to do for what literally everything like headache 
slight pain to super bad pain fevers because like at 12 my doctor told me and my mom that I'm the size of an adult so I should be taking an adult size dose which is about for 200 milligram ibuprofen or Tylenol now as an adult I'm like what the fuck you shouldn't even recommend that to an adult (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I used to take it all the time and I used to take four every time I took it and then when I learned that that is super bad for you I just kind of stopped taking it all together and now I just kind of forget about it until I'm in ton of pain okay and then i'm like oh shit <laughs> and then i never have any so <laughs> cbd i don't want to fuck up my kidneys before i'm old that's fair okay do you think we should like open this up now if we haven't have we or just start it sorry i'm chewing my last gummy oh yeah mm-hmm 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 you better hurry up because i mean i'm, I'm gonna ask you you know, what was talked about in the last episode. Son of a bitch. We go over this every time. I know. Every time you ask me that, I think of what happened in the one prior. Yes, the last episode, we talked about stuff. Um, it was a big one. Yeah. The last one we talked about, um, oh, that was when Jesus named his disciples and, like, his apostles the the main 12 and they got their god power their their, sorry their priest level god powers um wouldn't be god level priest powers no because they are powers of god but they're only priest level he doesn't Mm -hmm. have like jesus level god powers i mean they could do everything that jesus could do yes but they didn't have the spirit of jesus so they therefore were not Jesus. No, they did. No, if if you believe, like you're supposed to have the spirit of Jesus in you, so then they 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 would have had it, and that's why he was able to give them and use the powers because they did. That's not the kind of spirit I meant, but that's a fair argument yeah. for what I said. No, what did you mean? Like the soul of Jesus, he is connected to him, oh, human self, individualness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The thing that makes him him. But they're still so. Then they're because if it's priest level, God power. You know. God level priest powers like. But I'm just going on. That semantics. sounds cooler. That sounds cooler. But in my head, it made more sense for priest level God powers because it's God power, but they're out there like. And I'm talking like high priest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, like the kinds that they call in to do exorcisms and and, and do the real healing and stuff. That kind. Because those are the only ones qualified to do that. Your Your everyday average small town priest isn't allowed to perform an exorcism. He's got to call in the big guy. Okay, but in, like, every movie, it is just your average small-town, like, priest that you, that's just, like, they have to go get the local father, and he's got to go and do the exorcism. That's because you don't watch real I don't real watch any movies. of horror movies. 
then then that's an invalid argument because in all the horror movies they go to the local priest and then the local priest goes to the head priest okay they have to call in the big wigs okay i'm gonna five seconds to finish your idea and then we're gonna get back to wherever we were i'm done oh okay i'm just rambling (laughs) (laughs) so yeah let me double check yeah yeah that's all it was with him picking them and then and then telling them what to do his challenge here's your powers Mm -hmm. but with great power comes great responsibility uncle ben again yep anytime i can okay so the next section is just matthew chapters five six and seven that is so much it is it is so much so good thing we're we're semi-prepared and i've read that before um heck yeah and it's also um luke chapter six verse 20 to 49 that's a decent sized chunk too but yeah i'm glad that we were prepared Mm -hmm. and read these prior (laughs) cool all right so then this section was known as Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Yes, this is a famous one. Yep. I mean, they're all famous, but this is a really famous one. I was kind of confused about one thing here. Like going between like how it's presented in Matt and Luke. Matt made it seem like it was it was to a more um well like to the the VIPs of his disciples like he called them up on the mountain they were they sat with him it was like more of a private experience and that he was one of them mm-hmm. I mean he was just the apostle now Luke sets it seems to set it up more as like he's this it's this big stage thing like he's preaching this to the masses actually and it is trimmed down a lot so it makes sense and then yeah there i did have a bible note that it's like oh this might not actually be the same account i'm like oh okay that makes more sense that's interesting okay because i was thinking about that too while i was reading through matthew because the whole time like it, it I guess more so in chapter five, I was thinking, is it just his disciples that he's, that are there? Or like, are these crowds following him? I have such a hard time like deciphering which is happening most of the time. I'm like, is it just Jesus? Is it Jesus and his disciples? Or is it Jesus and lots of people? Because I don't know, sometimes I feel like it's hard for me to tell. But so this whole time I was thinking, okay, it's Jesus and just his disciples. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the end of chapter seven. It says, and Jesus finished saying these things and the crowds were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them, the one, you know, the one true authority and not as their scribes. But it mentioned the crowds and I was like, okay, so the crowds did follow them. Wait, it did hold on. Like, mine just had people. didn't have crowds. My last two is when, uh, and it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. And then, 
he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. That was just like a dig at the scribes, I think, because, you know, if we look at how Jesus was teaching, he was just being very direct and like, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I will tell you, like, this is good. This is, this is bad, whatever. Whereas yeah. like the, the scribes would then be only going, well, God is telling me that this is good or bad. Like they're not wanting to take responsibility for it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He, yeah, that's a really good point. He was also just being really real with them. Mm-hmm. He was talking about things that the scribes ne- wouldn't necessarily talk about too. Or he would go into the why about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because mine, defi- mine says crowds. And so right at the end there, I was like, okay. Weird. <laughs> so that's interesting. I guess we don't know if it's the same or... I mean, this was different this was jesus working on his sermon pitching ideas with the guys on what he's gonna say and and then in luke because in luke this happened like around the time that okay in mark um jesus was like i need a boat guys so see that's the other thing i have a hard time with is like i I have a hard time figuring out placement in the timeline. So, like, while we were reading Luke, I was like, I really, truly have no idea where this is at. I'm going to assume it is coinciding with what is happening in Matthew. Mr. Fawcett did it, too. Because, I mean, it's similar, mm-hmm. but... Okay, we got we got other already previous research that it's like, it's probably not the same. Then it's like, yeah, it's definitely not the same. Dang. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was, I mean, he's going to practice, he's going to do that speech to them. Again, Matthew's had a, like an intro for, um, like, targeting, converting Jews specific, which was taken out in Luke because it wasn't needed anymore. Fair. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah, so I imagine Matthew, that, like you were saying, was him practicing this sermon that he's going to be giving which we read in luke but i also imagine that like these crowds of people that were around him like when he went up the mountain probably followed him too so there's probably people just chilling there like watching him practice yeah that could be what these crowds are that mine's referring to okay just just a whole mountain full of hippies Hell yeah. yeah. We need more mountains full of hippies. Mountains full of hippies. Yep. Growing bamboo and making bamboo products because it's sustainable. Yep. Yeah. And doing stuff with turquoise and and amethyst and all the other good minerals out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I did have, like, the other thing, like, feel like luke emphasizes all the the giving aspects of this the speech so maybe that's something that changed like jesus adapted or whatever or yeah there were definitely a lot of things that he went into a lot more well he went into everything a lot more but he went into a lot more things i think than luke really talked about at all Mm -hmm. so those things were probably cut 
And we're like, all right, we got to keep their attention still. So we need to shorten this. This can be a different <laughs> sermon. <laughs> yeah. And if you're, if you're not just reading this like the Bible, if you're trying to read this, like, like how's, how's he saying, how would he have to say this so that all these people can hear it? And he's got to be just this very loud and big character. Pretty much. Like, I imagine he had that real thundery voice, too, that, like, <laughs> got people's attention. Well, yeah, he, I mean, he's a god, so he has thaumaturgy, of course. Of course. <laughs> All right, so Matthew 5. I had an interesting thing for um, verse 3, which is silly, but... Um, <laughs> That one says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That sounded really contradictory to me when I read it. So I looked at the study note and it says um, that people who are poor in spirit are people who recognize that they are in need of God's help. So that was interesting because I feel like it actually means the opposite of what it sounds like it means. So... Basically, being self-aware of your shitty behavior and that you need celestial deity power to stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But my next note that I had was actually for um, 4 through 11. So just like that section area. Section area? (laughs) That section where he's just talking about um, the different people who are blessed. Yeah. Um, the Those who mourn, the merciful, the peacemakers. But I'm really curious about the crossovers here. Because, like, like, these are extreme. Some of these are extreme. But, like, what about, like, a criminal who's who's mourning the loss of their partner or something? Like... This guy and his buddy were criminals. One of them got shot and died. Did you know? Like, does that mean he's still blessed and these things apply to him? And what about the peacemaker of a hate group? There's a peacemaker of every group, even the KKK. I'm sure. Like, is that peacemaker of this hate group still called a son of God or child of God? Like. I I think because they're if they're in a hate group that automatically makes them not a peacemaker though. What what qualifies them as a peacemaker? Like keep it together, guys. Yeah, yeah. the one who's like, all right, don't don't fly off the handle, Lenny. Mm-hmm. We gotta pull it together, Jim Bob. Stop trying to kill each other. Focus on killing the bad people, because that's how they view it. <laughs> how it's presented in Matthew and how he's saying it, I, I think it would still be yes, because it's like, he's opening up. He's like, okay guys, like these, these are all the qualities I want to promote. And you know, if they, they, someone realize, you know, they're in this hate group, but they're, they're a peacemaker and they realize, Hey, I'm a peacemaker. And they try to, you know, stop that. And they're slowly going to realize maybe I can be better in other ways or something. Okay. But, this says a peacemaker is a child of God. So, as a peacemaker, if I also, as an agnostic, died today, 
does that mean I would go to heaven because children of God go to heaven? I don't think it, like what he's talking about now is, is there's no promise of anything happening like af- with death like that they will go. It's, there's just, hmm, does it say in yours that the children of God go to heaven though? I don't necess- hmm. I don't think that, that he is making that promise right now. I'm just using the context learned from here with the context learned in other places in the gospel to kind of, I guess, figure out what my thoughts are on it. And it calls heaven my kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is mine. That feels like a complete loophole in faith. Hmm. Because to argue, like if arguing that that is true... Because he he claims that his children will enter the kingdom of heaven. Being a peacemaker makes me a child of God. That means I would enter the kingdom of heaven. Then that means that there is no reason to have to ask Jesus to forgive you for your sins and actually become a Christian to go to heaven according to their own beliefs. That is 100% crystal clear what it sounds like to me. But all that aside, I just mean, like, those are extreme. But, like, for me, I've been called meek. I'm in mourning. I've been referred to as a peacemaker a lot of times. But I'm also not a Christian. I don't follow the Christian God or even necessarily the... Well, not the belief set. I follow some of the teachings of Jesus because that's my choice. But, like, would I still be considered a son of God or child of God and um, inherit the earth and all of these things? Like, it's so contradictory to a lot of his other teachings. I like doing that, I guess, like pulling it out of context Mm -hmm. and testing its limits in its belief system. Well, okay, that's a big reason I left Christianity is because I can't have like such a serious faith and know that there are so many like plot holes, for lack of a better term. Okay. And that was just one that really stood out to me while I was reading it. Because he's talking about all these, you know, these, you're, like, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy, and blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God, and all of these things, and it's like, I, you know, like, those are good things, but it's not just Christians who have those things. I don't... Do they still receive these rewards? I don't know if it is just, like blessed they're gonna it's in this life like blessed they're they're happy they're they're content they're 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 blessed these merciful people if they're mercy then they're more likely to get mercy showed on them mm-hmm. they're blessed it's it's right. showing you just like but to see god okay if you're pure at heart and you're actually thinking whatever seeing god is just like okay you're the holy spirit and then going back to what all the holy spirit was and and i i agree i think that he's very much talking about like here 
in this life, you'll receive mm-hmm. these things. But I wanted to push that and see yeah. how it fits because I like doing that shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, but that's that's an incredibly good point. Yeah. The rest of five, I didn't really have any notes on. It was all just kind of summary, like broken mm-hmm. down of what it is. Basically, he's just telling you what you shouldn't do. Don't lust. It's bad. Don't get divorced unless someone is a hoe, because otherwise you'll be a hoe. Lots of those things. For the lust one, I wrote, lust is bad. Don't even look at a woman or you'll have to rip your eyes out so you don't go to hell. (laughs) Okay. I guess, yeah. But then, then now that's going against, like, all the other things where... Like, well, it's, it's thinking of the sin isn't the sin. It's the action of doing it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it's like, isn't the whole point of, like, that? that's the whole part of progress. Like, if you're doing a thing that you think is wrong, and then you actively tell yourself no in your head whenever it pops up, like... Like, it still happens, but you're still not acting on it. I, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That one always was frustrating to me because I always got the other side of that talk of the, if you cause a man to look at you in the wrong way, that's your fault, not his fault. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why you can't wear short shorts and uh, yeah low-cut shirts because you will cause i mean them. jesus didn't say that oh i know but that's what i was taught <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah because you're causing them to lust and if you cause them to lust you are making them sin because when it comes to lust even just thinking it is the sin mm-hmm. i think that's bullshit because if a thought pops into your head you don't have control of that you have control of what you do with that thought. <laughs> okay, but is exactly so then even just that 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 initial thought just it's not just popping in it's it's it has to continue to be in your head because at that point then it'd be then you'd be like lustful to the extent of like that. Well, thought pops in like okay, example. You're out, you see a girl, she's got nice boobies. And you have the first thought of, wow, she's pretty. And then you have the thought of, I shouldn't objectify. I shouldn't objectify this woman in my head. Oh, okay. (laughs) Then you have that moment of making your decision. Do I continue this thought or do I end it? So yeah, it does get some time, but you get the choice on how long that gets to be. Mm -hmm. So I think it's gray it's not just black and white and i don't necessarily think that he means it as black and white he maybe he does i don't know he uh, that's was part actually, of he was the leader of an extremist group so yeah and and that is something like a bible note said it was um similar to the pharisee and greek teaching at the time whatever how it was very much like um there was always a you know black or white thing in Judaism and Greco-Roman philosophy, yeah. The way he says it, at least definitely in Matthew, it's like, 
there doesn't seem to be that great area that you're looking for, though. Well, then I disagree with him, and I think that there is a gray area. Hmm. Well, I mean, because I don't think it is as simple as you look at a woman and you think that she's hot, and all of a sudden you're a sinner and you're going to hell because you have a wife. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I think we're all human, and I think we all have instincts, and I think it's okay to acknowledge that we are bettering ourselves by not acting on our thoughts. <laughs> God, <laughs> come on, Jesus. Okay, but I think you're, how you're going on it, though, is like how Jesus describes it right in 27. Like, you heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shall not commit adultery. Just like, don't do it. Don't do the thing. And he's like, it's become, if it's this much of a problem, you know, then make it not a problem for yourself. And then they're like, well, I don't want to have to cut anything off. And it's like, okay, then. Yeah. Yeah. For real. I did like that he did get to that. I also think it's dumb that that's the only reason. Hmm. Especially because, you know, arranged marriages and shit. For? The um, divorce is only acceptable if someone is committing adultery. But, okay, so... All you have to do to commit adultery is just get caught looking at someone else. Fair. Man, life was complicated back then. So, well... Pluck out your eyeballs if you look at a woman. You're fucked. That's why these people needed to be healed all the time. Yeah. (laughs) They're all just cutting off their own limbs. And that's why he forgave their sins. Yep, they cut off their limbs. Yeah, I had to cut off my arm because I fornicated. Can I grow it back now, Jesus? Thank you. Yes, okay. Please, before I bleed out. <laughs> yep. And he's like, don't <laughs> sin again and you won't lose your arm again. That's how he taught them their lessons so well. That's but why No, he didn't. They kept well coming today. back. You're right. <laughs> Is th- but, but at least they had the thought before they did it again. Is this worth losing my arm and having to find Jesus again? Yeah, because they get Is to it find worth Jesus it? again. Is it worth it? It's got to be like a real super high when he's regenerating your arm. Oh my God. I bet people like really got off on that. I bet that was totally like a drug for people. (laughs) People just followed him and they kept hurting themselves so that they could continue getting that Jesus high of being healed. Well, yeah. I mean, in Luke, it's actually seemed like there was an aura. Like it was just the multitude sought to touch him and there went a virtue out of them and healed them all. Like, them is emphasized. Like, they were just just all around them, below this mountain, but it's just like, I just got you all from here, guys. Just arms sprouting everywhere. An area effect. A-O-E. Area of effect. Yeah? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't sound right. Okay. I don't usually play characters that do that stuff. But yeah, five started to be, like, like, because Matthew seemed more private, it was more... Like, here are the people that you should go to because Mm -hmm. they're going to help you out the most. And this is how you should be. And then these are the law, like, like something that was different from when we, like, in Romans with Paul. Jesus is like, no, the laws are are there and I'm I'm making sure they happen. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, they're still a thing. I'm just, um... 
the chosen one. Yeah, or as Paul was very much like, we don't need them anymore. We'll simplify, we'll go on. Yeah, but uh, times have changed, as should we. People forgot that that needs to keep happening. That doesn't just stop 2,000 years ago. Because <laughs> guess what? Slavery is bad. <laughs> Racism is bad. Complete side note. Um, Rhett and Link did their spiritual deconstructions like two-year check-in on Ear Biscuits. And I am listening to those right now. And I love them. And I super recommend them. Right now? No, not right now. Oh. For you. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's why I said super side note. Because <laughs> I think I sent you their spiritual deconstructions, like, when we first started talking. Yep. Yeah. I was really excited that they're doing, like, check-ins with that. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Back to our thing. Back to our thing. It's almost like we have our own podcast to talk about spiritual stuff. Okay. And then then verse 13 and 5. For someone to yell that to an audience is, it gotta be a very loud person. Oh, yeah. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? (laughs) It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Yeah. And then my Bible <laughs> the, 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 the has a note that just reminds me the qualities of salt. Um, it preserves, qual- it creates thirst, and it cleanses. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it, funny. Mine does, too. It does the same thing? Mine says, as salt is a is beneficial in a number of ways as a preservative, seasoning, etc. So are disciples of Jesus who influenced the world for good. Oh, okay. At least it had a good floof on the end. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it's not just like you're the best. Of, you're the best of the best. But I mean, if you lost your bestness, are you best anymore? That's I really all he's saying. So keep up your best. Yeah, keep that best up. You're ready to head to six? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, you I mean. some good things. Well, yeah, because, like, you, you, like, he makes a lot of good points. And I just wanted to have all the points listed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. In the, the murder one, he's like, yeah, don't, don't murder. Don't even just be, like, mad at people because, you know that that means you've already murdered them in your heart that's where you get that from yeah but i do have a helpful bible note that says that okay you know these these evil people are gonna are in danger of hellfire the hellfire actually was like a place it was it was Ghana, and that there was human sacrifices that would offered there and constantly just burning rubbish that's what it says in here and i was looking that up more and it's like not just human like specifically lots of children sacrifices that's really fucked up it was to um like to tan it and and ball like uh ball i really need to learn more about him worshipped in many ancient middle eastern communities i already knew that He's a fertility deity. You got to give him babies to make babies. That I'm just saying it makes sense. 
Also, all the pictures of him are really creepy. He's Ooh. like a goat man or bull man, and he's like holding a baby on his chest. And the baby's like nice. reaching up to his face. I've never seen a picture of Ball before. That, you know, it was just like a man. Yeah. No, he's what? like a man and a bull. I see. Okay. I see the statue. I'm excited to learn about him. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay, but I can learn about him on my own time. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Doesn't matter. I was going back to the the don't murder one. Yeah. Um So this is another this is a place where um I don't know that it's necessarily taken out of place. I don't think that's the right verbiage here, but mm-hmm. people undermine it a lot, I guess. Because you're supposed to forgive. That's the whole point. Like, you forgive these people who are hurting you mm-hmm. instead of dwelling on that anger. So many times you see the people preaching this are the ones who will give a quick outward apology. Or, for not apology, they'll give the quick forgiveness or apology too, I guess. <laughs> but, like, they won't actually mean it. And they won't actually process that in a healthy way because Mm -hmm. they feel they've already done the thing they need to do. They've forgiven them, so it's done. But then they're still mad about it because they haven't actually forgiven them because they haven't actually processed it. And it'll just happen again. Yeah. yeah. And that just continues to repeat. And that is what happens so often in Christianity because you're just taught to forgive but they don't tell you how to forgive you're just taught to forgive so all of these people don't know how to forgive for real and they don't know how to work through these feelings that they're having because they should be fixed by forgiving but they're not so you're stuck with a bunch of people who have big feelings that don't know how to deal with their big feelings Mm -hmm. and they all think that they're in the right but really they're very hung up on their emotions and it's blinding their view but i just I don't know. I just wanted to bring some light to that, I guess. Even if I'm not a Christian, like, I still understand that those people are not proper representations of what Christianity is and what it's supposed to be. And for their sake, for Christianity's sake, too, like, I want these people to see that (laughs) and to understand that and to learn to dig deep and learn to get uncomfortable and feel uncomfortable and set with those feelings because life isn't just comfort you you have to experience discomfort to appreciate the comfort and so then right after the the murder bit it's like if you have a problem with someone you should work it out even before like trying to give a sacrifice in an altar like put God aside, get this figured out, and then come back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then right after that, he's like, he, he he goes on to me, like, don't argue with your enemies. Just, just, just agree, just go along with it, and you'll be fine, because they'll put you in jail, and trust me, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be there. So he either put people in jail or he was in jail. And we haven't spoke of him being in jail yet. Yeah, because wasn't... I mean, he used to be part of the 
more authority. The Pharisees. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it would make sense that he was putting people in jail. And now he's trying to make up for that. Yeah. He was like, man, I was a dirty cop. Now I gotta not be. Because these people are not guilty. They're just sinners who need to learn. Like something different. Um, what was your verse 33? Um, again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. Okay. Mine was using, um, like, to perform, like, um, like thine oaths. Yeah, okay, that's so. Fair. Uh, so that seemed more just like okay, like a, a daily thing because he does talk about prayer later too. But okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, it makes more sense with the rest of it. Yeah, in, in dude, that whole section. section. It was interesting. Um, oh. I didn't write anything down for this, but now that you brought it up. <laughs> oh, I was thinking yours was more more interesting because it makes more sense that it is like don't do that don't swear by anything because you don't know what's gonna happen just say yes yeah. or say no yeah well yes no, yes I or no, no. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> i completely agree i was just meaning that section i guess yeah um just another place of just hypocrisy in society i guess we like it as a christian you get so hung up in that place of like oh i can't use these swears i can't say these these swears <laughs> and i have to have a replacement for that and there's always the like the variance and that's fine but like i swear to god and and you you have the variance of that that is super not okay according to this whole section right here super not okay cannot do that i didn't say i didn't get it i was like it's it's not okay but like uh it is a more take responsibility for yourself i don't know man Hmm. could be i mean i think that also but Mm -hmm. that felt like a don't do this but i say to you do not take an oath at all either by heaven for it is the throne of god or by earth, for it is the his footstool. Or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. When you read that, any, like, swear and oaths was just flopped everywhere for me. Oh. So that was weird, like. Huh. Because it, so it starts like so I say unto you swear not at all, neither by heaven for it's God's throne and so on. Huh, that is weird. I don't know. That all just sounds like don't. It's a lot of do nots. Mm-hmm. That feels very don't. Don't do thing. He doesn't list your mother though. That is true. This one's just focused on him. Hmm. Okay. I don't know where that came from. but i mean he's telling you why you you shouldn't do that though oh i get it i'm not saying it's wrong (laughs) i'm just saying this is how it feels it's very much like don't do this here's why but don't do it okay but then 
he also goes into the, uh, the the turn the other cheek part here too. Yes, another one where Christians preach and fail far too often. Again, we're all human and we all fail at it. But the point is, we're not preaching it while we're failing so miserably at it, actively looking like you're trying to purposefully fail at it. How Always. how so? <laughs> well, right now I'm exaggerating and being sassy. Because, I mean, um, even taken literally, like, how often are we yeah. seeing people just like, bam, bam, smack me? Okay, not that exact thing, <laughs> but, you yeah. know, like, betrayal, stabbing somebody in the back, all sorts of shit. Yeah, and then, because it, it goes into the, the be giving from here, and it's only like a verse, like 42, and compared to, you know, like, the amount, it kind of goes into detail in Luke. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. That was one thing I was going to mention, too, with Luke. Um, I like that he went more into, I guess, this whole aspect. And I guess it goes more into chapter 6 as well, but I really liked that it was the love the people who you normally wouldn't and Mm -hmm. don't judge and all those things. Because, again, like, if you love the people like you show them mercy like oh that's another example is like someone sues you for your coat like here have my cloak as well just like leave me alone like you know if if you you're like i don't want to give you my coat whatever they're like well you're gonna give me something else and even if you give them the coat and you're still angry about it they're like well i'm still mad at you i think and i can get something else out of you and so it's just like, mm-hmm. give and leave them alone. Yep. Because at the end of the day, it's going to satisfy everyone so much more. And everybody's mm-hmm. just going to chill. Otherwise, you just get too much like resentment built up there. Yeah. Because you dwell. Dwelling is not good. <laughs> okay. And then like, the last note I have for five. I'm like topics he brings up because but it it tells you more why now like his reasoning for it is because okay well you should be good to all these people because look even god is good to all these people and giving them what they need the sun and the rain Mm-hmm. providing their needs so live like god not like man Mm-hmm. and then yeah he's trying to like okay now he's getting into the be better than these other people which goes really hard in in six and seven is now various specific types of people of like these people do this you need to be better than them yep so six yeah six so beginning of chapter six like verse one through four um He's he's going on about, like, don't do good things with the intention of other people seeing said things. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't go out and pray with the intention of other people seeing you doing this good thing that you should do. 
And then he goes in to talk about, like, God rewards good deeds that are done in secret. Yeah, yeah, that was where he was using the example of praying in public. So he was was saying when you pray, like, go to your room and shut the door and... Oh, mine says a closet. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) dang. That's funny. I know somebody who actually has a prayer closet, which is actually kind (laughs) of dope. I would love, like, a little witchy closet. (laughs) like a little table to sit at <laughs> i can do my little tarot readings and put up my manifestations on the walls in there um so i also have in my notes here just pointing out christians christians believe there will be rewards based on good deeds in heaven yet they mock catholics for thinking the good deeds are what get you there and then Catholics also believe that there's more to it than that, but the idea is that you can't just like call yourself a Catholic and then go to heaven. You have to live the life too. You have to do the good things. But I I don't know. I just think it's funny. <laughs> it's like very ironic because there that was like one of the main points of humor I feel in a big church was joking about other denominations yep. and Catholic oh, yeah. was a big yeah that was a big one and no we didn't know about their denominations about, and you had to be whatever yeah. one you were in <laughs> yeah totally and so it's just like yeah i don't know i just think it's funny because they like i've heard so many people joke and mock about how you know, oh catholics think you have to do good things to get to heaven but but you do you know, <laughs> i know that's the thing it's like there's all these jokes about it but like really you do mm-hmm. It's just not like a point system. <laughs> I don't think they think that either. But I think the others think that they think that. Well, no, they do. Um, they have to think there's a point system because you got to get enough points to become a saint. I don't know enough. I, I truly don't. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's funny because they, they make all these jokes and then here they are. Like, it just it really hit me while I was reading that. They make so much fun when they believe that you get rewarded for heaven or in heaven for your good deeds, too. It's just not how you get there. But really, it is. Silly. Silly. Oh, where was it? It's hypocritical. I'm trying to find the note, but I have. I wrote it down, but it's like mentioning like we're. <clears throat> where to do good and secret and everything. Oh, yeah. That there was an actual chamber of secrets in the temple so that people could do this. There was a chamber of secrets? That's, the, that's what my Bible uses in the notes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, oh, my God. That's magical. Yeah. But that that's why you could, like, if you, you <clears throat> could, you know, like, um, you leave food and then someone who needs food can go and take it. I was trying to use like some example of a simple concept, you know, like, oh, where you go and you can like get a pizza, but then also buy a slice of pizza for someone who doesn't have money for pizza. And they <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I needed to do that. Well, that those kind of examples are very helpful for people like me who are visual thinkers. Yeah. Because when you bring real things into it, I now have a picture in my head and it's easier to process and understand that. Hmm. Because it's like watching a movie of what's happening. I am a okay, visual fair. and verbal processor. 
I mean, technically, that's how I thought of it first, but then I think, well, that's silly to try and say it like that, because I know the words on how to occur. And so I cut myself off, and I say, you know, I'm like, no. It's about finding the balance of the two, which I have not found. I haven't either. I just ramble forever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see. Yeah, pray privately. And don't pray for things. Don't pray for vanity. Pray to, like... Ooh, yeah. Like, that's what he was getting to, and, mm-hmm. like, and he gives you, like, you know, the famous prayer example, and it, it's the just, Lord's prayer. you know, yeah. I, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, and we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Holy shit. Yeah, but yours actually has the end. Mine doesn't have the end. Oh, really? Where does it cut out? It goes up to the end, but it has, um, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hmm. That's where it ends. It didn't have the amen. It didn't have the end of the prayer. Oh, no. But uh, That was in every other translation I've ever read. Hmm. It's kind of weird seeing that in the Bible, like knowing, like, okay, you know it had to come for that if that's what they're saying, but it's... That's just something you imagine for hearing. Yeah. I don't know. But that's because we have preconceived notions Hmm. from our life. If you break down the prayer, all it is is just like, just to get yourself centered and focused on like the day. Yeah. And not like, like, like to keep, like if anything goes off, just remember like, okay, you know, here we go. Yeah, absolutely. You're totally right, though. It is all about just doing that exactly. And that's kind of like, that's pretty similar to what I have written down. Jesus is teaching them, like, what prayer should look like. You you call upon the Almighty, praise Him, ask Him to sustain you another day, ask forgiveness, ask temptations (laughs) to be kept at bay, and to be protected from evil. Like, (laughs) pretty solid. And then it was interesting to me reading that because reading it now, this is the first time I've read it since I left Christianity. Yeah, same. And it's, it looks like reading a ritual, like for my witchy stuff. Yeah. Because like, I don't do like a lot of deity work i don't work with deities but a lot of people that's their primary work and they have specific ones that they do work with and each deity has like different ways that you call upon them and that you like worship them or if you worship them or what your dynamic is like it's just really interesting because this just felt like reading another one of those like this is just how you reach Yahweh it has to be I don't know he, he's giving these direct instructions yeah. like if you do this and you mean this and you actually understand what I'm telling you to do and everything and you're saying it yeah that's just super what it felt like like, like this is literally this is, just this is what you need to say so yeah Christian witches yeah pretty much that's how I got started <laughs> and and that's one thing I really liked about it because I liked having that deity work, and I kind of miss having that. 
because I don't feel like I have a connection to any deity or have one that I necessarily believe. I thought you weren't looking for a sky daddy. Because I don't know if it needs to be a daddy. Uh, well, I was going <laughs> to say, is a sky mommy? Maybe. We'll see. We'll, f- we'll find out. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like I was, um, shortly after Chase had passed, I was looking into the goddess Hecate, and I was looking up like a ritual, because I was going to make a candle and like do a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it like tells you the words to say to call them, and it tells you like the incense to burn and all the different things. And I'm like, wow, Jesus is just telling us all of these things. Really? But like for God, his God, his dad, <laughs> this religion's God, I refer to this version, like this Christian God, as Yahweh. And the Old Testament Christian God as L. So that's how I just have decided to differentiate between the two. But is Yahweh older? I think Yahweh's younger. I, I, I thought Yahweh was an older name. I don't know. Hmm. That's just how it works out in my head. Oh, okay. Fair. It just vibes right. So, But also, like, I just want to talk about the, how... The Lord's Prayer is so pushed, so pushed, so hard. <laughs> Not just Christianity, like like all denominations, Catholicism, uh, even in fucking horror movies. Because mm-hmm. there's always the little kid praying the Lord's Prayer before bed, you know? That doesn't make sense to pray before bed, though. I think it totally does. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the time when you're like, because, yeah, you're asking, like, give us this day our daily bread, but it's also like, forgive me for what I've done today. Like, forgive me for all of these things I did. No, so I don't die in my sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's what I did when I prayed from, you know, like nine to 16 years old. I had a mantra that I would recite before bed so that, you know, I wouldn't have any nightmares or possibly die. (laughs) Dang. Yep. Good on you for uh, figuring that shit out on your own. Uh, it wasn't. It was still like you know, it w- it was it was a prayer. It was still to God. Yeah. Still, but really, it was please no bad dreams, nightmares, or whatever. I was getting technical because with him, I was treating him like a genie. I, I did, did the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally feel that. I always did that too. Like you got to get hyper technical with it, or else. You'll get caught on the smallest little technicality. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the, and then it also connecting to experience of like, well, I didn't say, I only said nightmare. I didn't say bad dream or whatever. Like, I better add that to the list. Like, it was doing all these like asking and, and begging things and like things that I wanted kind of thing. And technically you're not supposed to do. It was just like. Oh, yeah. I got in trouble one time for that, actually. Um ruth (laughs) so okay my sister and my my best friend at the time we were really young we were playing mario kart on the gamecube in the basement and i had it couldn't have been mario kart we were playing something on the gamecube i had lost it was just ruth in and i said like a quick little prayer that she would win and i was like please let her win please let her win please 
and then she won and I was like whoa I prayed that you'd win and you did and my mom was in the laundry room like in like with the open doorway so she heard me say that and she came storming in she's like you prayed for what (laughs) I was like you wasted God's power (laughs) pretty much someone died because you took that prayer (laughs) he couldn't hear someone else Oh my god. He couldn't hear somebody because of your selfish prayers. No, but I was probably like eight or nine. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And I just didn't understand why that was not okay to pray for that. I was like, but this makes me happy. I wanted this to be happy. And he gives us things that make us happy when we ask for them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he does. says that earlier before. Can you show me? Yeah. Yeah. So I was very salty about that lecture. Mm-hmm. I used to pray that he would make E.T. He would like evict E.T.'s entire family from under my bed. Because I like had this, I'm going to call it an intrusive thought. <laughs> a reoccurring intrusive thought as a kid that E.T. like lived under my bed. But it was like really extreme because he had like a whole house and the image in my head like I still see it clear as day is like in this 70s kitchen set and he's wearing like a hat and businessman suit and he has an E.T. wife and little (laughs) E.T. kids and they all just live under there and I had like (laughs) I would pray that he would make that go away because I didn't like it and it was scary because I was terrified of E.T. Scary little alien bastard. Okay, but that that reminds me, you still haven't watched it on Netflix, um, Hilda. Oh yeah. And they have like this these little creatures that can I can't remember their names, but they can they they live in voids. They can go everywhere, and they just live in pocket dimensions and all that stuff. And it's like yeah, <gasps> and really it would be just a family of them under the bed or whatever. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's I what love you that. experienced in some Icelandic folklore fey creatures. And you tried to block it out of your mind because it was just, you couldn't, your brain couldn't explain it. And like, no, it was crazy. Okay, but dead ass, now I really think that there's something fucked up with that room. I, I don't think I'm fully crazy. I may have, j- my imagination may have played some shit up, but there was some, sh- <laughs> there was some crazy shit happening in that room. Yeah. But either way, I'm pretty sure there was some fae fucking with me as a kid. And I'm pretty sure I internalized it as E.T., living under my bed <laughs> like it was so That's bad great. there was a oh. period of time where i had to go like if i had to go to the bathroom i i had to literally like crawl from my bed and like get myself over onto my dresser so that i didn't have to step foot on the ground because i didn't want any of them to grab my ankles i was terrified so i like crawled over because i had like my bed up against the far wall and my dresser up against the wall next to the door. Mm-hmm. And so there was like a gap and I had to crawl over and make it out the door so I could run across the hall to the bathroom <laughs> and hope to God I didn't get eaten by the monsters who live in the dark. Because those fuckers are still around and they still <laughs> fuck with me. <sighs> I don't want to know what's in the dark. It's never good. Okay, Anyways. so last thing we were talking about was like forgiving. Yeah, yeah, forgive. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 did you ever for you didn't forgive those monsters in the dark then? I actually that's how I got over my ET thing. Oh. I started 
like picturing myself going down there and having tea parties with them and it made them less scary so then i wasn't afraid of them and maybe those are the times you did go down for a tea party see i i drank with the fae and came back you can do it too it's fine (laughs) trust the fae they're safe totally safe eat their food (laughs) i didn't secretly become one and i'm now trying to get you to that's not what's happening (laughs) i'll bake you a pie (laughs) no (laughs) nope anyways forgiving he he just i feel like he's just trying to get the point that like well if you start forgiving more than the world's going to start feeling more forgiving to you and everything else i think that's an excellent take and i think that is super true that goes into a point i have somewhere i don't remember what chapter or where it wasn't right here it might be right here oh i'm looking for it right now yeah it is right here my note for this area is don't be anxious don't worry what will happen and focus on god it'll fall into place from my non-christian perspective i still find this true just different when we focus on the negatives or the possible negative outcomes those easily become our reality and Mm -hmm. words have power because they hold the energy of the intention that we speak them in so rather than focusing on god i think you focus on yourself and focus on the life that you want speak those things and you'll start to see that come to fruition okay but that reminds me i recently watched like a really old documentary from like 2008 it seems older than that it's called like what the what the bleep they don't well they don't want to say fuck just what the bleep do we know of course because that and was had, not acceptable enough yet it, it was very like all over because it opened up on very much like science and religion to argue all the time about life or whatever i thought we were getting like something with, like that but then it goes into like the power of intention and mm. all these studies and things and how how only like it was all about things only happen when you see them and so giving them intention to how you want them to happen is how they're going to happen basically exactly and oh, how yeah. that works at a molecular level <laughs> atomic level that's insane i have read and seen some stuff some stuff on that just because that's kind of the nature of what i do that's pretty much big chunk of my belief system yeah yeah because i mean that is what manifestation is that is just the explanation of what manifestation is you're putting the intentions that you want out into the universe and you're accepting them when they come back to you but you have to keep putting that back out there and accepting it it's a constant cycle you continuously do because and i mean that's like kind of what jesus is describing right now too exactly yeah Mm -hmm. and and that's why i brought it up in this part like this is that's where it made me think Mm -hmm. of it because that is just what i'm getting from this is that's what you need to do you manifest you you make it happen also I just have to say I'm kind of proud of myself for for this part that I wrote here because um, I've, I've always preached like words have power. That's been a thing forever for me, but this extra part is because they hold the energy of the intention that we speak them with. That is the key of why words have power, and I like that. <laughs> <laughs> What else do you have for six? I got a couple more things. 
that's all I have for six. Oh, okay. Well, because, I mean, after after that, he takes a stab at Pharisees letting themselves get dirty when they fast so that people know that they're fasting. Yeah. Like, and he's like, no, just, just take care of yourself. Bathe, cut your hair, whatever you need to do. Just take care of yourself. We don't need gross mm-hmm. people around. Yeah. And then uh, he goes into money and to not care about it. Yeah. Like, don't be greedy bastards. Well, for me, it had more of a, like, serve yourself first before worrying about, like, the money that you have and you, you save or whatever. Because, I mean, it, the world's going to take it away one way or another. Yeah, exactly. And so, it's very much yeah. like, if you got it, use it what you need. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I also think that's a good point because it's important to save our money, but it's also important to have reason with that too because so many people put so much strain and stress on saving that they they put themselves into believing that they are barely surviving when they actually have enough and they are actually doing well but they have this thought of we have to have this in case or we have to have this in you know in preparation Mm -hmm. that like they spend their whole lives doing that and all of that money has been saved and now it's just there (laughs) <laughs> like they just they never used it it was just hoarded their whole lives mm-hmm. so yeah that is a because i feel like that that this is always pushed for like oh rich people don't be rich don't have all this stuff like yeah i, I mean you know whatever not a good idea either but right here it's it's more like don't just keep saving for what you don't know and worry about what you do know right right and that's that's kind of mm-hmm. what i mean i'm not yeah i'm not even i'm just trying to like rich side totally but yeah, so like with that, it's yeah, it's very much like don't worry about what could happen or might happen. Just mm-hmm. focus on you and your family now. What do you need? What makes you happy? What will improve your quality of life? Because that's what it comes down to, is mm-hmm. quality of life. I think he 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 goes into this money like the biggest worry thing and then he's just going to into worrying in general and just like to not do it. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. He's like, are you worried about this? Don't be. You worried about this? Don't be. God's got you. Or in my case, ground yourself. Your higher self has got you. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's telling him, like, right here, like, your thoughts, your worries, your anxiety have no physical effect outside of you. And it's like, you can't, right. no matter what happens, like, it's not, like, you can't control it. And it's like, okay, like, that is a very nice sentiment, sure. I don't know what's said in a lot of, but, like, it can be very hard. Yeah. Absolutely. Because while it is a nice sentiment, it is still, it is still such a difficult concept. Because being able to do that means accepting that outside factors are going to continuously negatively impact you and you're gonna have to deal with it and it is the hardest thing in the entire fucking world to do sometimes but that's also like that's also one of the most empowering things in the world too is actually being able to do it and having a support system or a community to do the things with you 
mm-hmm. or to support you through doing the things. And that's why it's so important to have people. Because while I don't agree with everything in this Bible, it also tells us that man is not meant to be alone. Woman is not meant to be alone either. Humans are not <laughs> meant to be alone. Humans are, we are designed with that connection ingrained in us. We desire to be around other people. It is literally part of our genetic makeup, our DNA, because we are social creatures. Just like other animals that are social creatures, we have instincts that tell us to be with people. And that's one of the reasons, because we need supports. Mm-hmm. I mean, and those supports are technically also like, I mean, how my Bible note wants to remind you it's for it's it is for verse twenty six. I don't know if we've been like exactly saying all a lot of verses or whatever, but I mean, we know what's happening. Yeah. We're just telling the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that that the children of God like that they're really like he, he's telling you like God's gonna take care of you, everything, but it's like well he's gonna take care of you with with normal means the same way he takes care of birds and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Because that's still not a, it's still going like not a God necessarily, just the the universe like we see, like this is how things work. So we can Right, (laughs) totally. And I also think another thing too is like, sorry, I feel like I'm jumping a little bit here. (laughs) I think that um, while it is so hard to accept with and deal with those hard parts of life that we have to turn the other cheek or just get through. We also have to keep in mind that while we're accepting that bad things are going to just happen to us and we can't do anything about that, good things are going to happen to us and we can't do anything about that either. <laughs> and that's that's really important too. And that's one of the most important things of grounding i think because you you need the balance of both and both are equally true so you can't focus on one or the other both are true and both are going to happen don't spend too much time worrying on one when you can look forward to the others or just spend time in the present moment oh i did have like one more like little thing and for and for chapter six yeah um did what was your verse 27 mine was which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature hey mine's you said 27 yeah and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to this span of life okay i did i have a bible note that actually like that says that it probably refers to adding time to one's life like that Mm mm-hmm I'm wondering, like, why then it was using, like, uh, use the yeah. length and height wording. Like, that's, like, how was that translated into here if they were already, like, knowing what it was? was it, is it very similar? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because mine translates it into, uh, where'd it go? Hour and time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that makes sense. Cool. That's, as much as I bitch about the different translations... It is interesting to see how they vary. Mm-hmm. Well, because I mean, with this, then it is—it's just giving more to his like persona because he's 
you know, saying something insane. Like, like you can't even, you can't think and make yourself taller. So why are you trying to right. think and do anything? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but it's like your thinking isn't going to give you any more time. You're just going to waste the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a hard one. I'm still really trying to figure out. <laughs> Stupid anxiety. Okay, so yeah, chapter, chapter seven. seven. Yeah. Well. Just more ways for... I put down the apostles to act, which, because it felt like it was just to them specifically and Matt, but mm-hmm. so, but if you were preparing it for other people to hear as well, then it's like, okay, then we'll say this or whatever the intention was. But Yeah, we got the famous judge not sermon here. Yep. Which again is the the big hypocrisy pill that's hard to swallow. Oh, he Jesus uh, likes using the word hypocrite a lot in here too. Oh yeah, because it is fucking true. People are such hypocrites. Goodness. I'm a hypocrite too sometimes. <laughs> and I think that's the whole point, is that we're all hypocrites because we <laughs> we preach what we want to practice, but we don't always practice what we preach. Uh, but yeah, we get our whole judge not and as you know as we're christians like as we if those of us who grew up christian were taught not even growing up that's a stupid distinction but we're we're taught as christians not to judge because we're all sinners and all sins are equal in the eyes of god but Mm -hmm. we're also contradictorily did i write that contradictorily is that a word contradictorily country it looks spelled funny but it's apparently right contradictorily underlined i can't say it that sounds that sounds better than my attempt (laughs) but i don't know how to proper yeah basically it's contradictory i can't say it anymore the word contradicts things though yes it's it contradicts things the way that (laughs) to the way that we're actually taught about making judgments on people because we're taught to make these small little snap judgments to determine who needs to be saved and determine these stereotypes to figure (laughs) out who we can go save so while we're being taught not to make these judgments we are at the same time being taught to make so many micro judgments Mm -hmm. that literally shape and affect how your brain views the world then the entire judgment monster rains hell in your (laughs) life through you because you can't stop judging anybody when you're in that state that's how i see it i feel like it's a monster that kind of unleashes and then they just judge you back that's exactly it Mm-hmm. There's no point in it. Everybody's yeah. just judging each other. Why? And then it's just endless arguing, and then it's not nothing's gonna happen after that. Yeah, just talking in circles. And so not then, getting anywhere. So then it gets to the idea that like, okay, well then maybe, you know, if they're judging you on that, maybe you have that same issue too, and you're just uh-huh. not seeing it. There's a funny thing that what? I always remember. Um, when i don't know i always remember at the funniest times but like you know the the things that we that we hate in other people and that we pick out and 
really get frustrated with are the things that we often present ourselves Mm -hmm. in ourselves, I guess. So like when you're honing in and focusing on like, you, you don't like the way that this person, I don't know. I can't think of an example. You don't like the way that this person pronounces their R's. That's a bad example. <laughs> okay. But you but you know. Go on. Yeah. Like, that's that's led to, you know, genocide before, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Not R specifically, <laughs> but I don't know, some letter. Probably probably S. It's it's a very I don't know, special letter, I guess. We see the things in the people that we don't like in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you see that somebody is doing this thing and it just irks you and that's all you can think about like everything else is fine but you can't stop focusing on why that's so frustrating and then you start seeing it everywhere else because you can't stop thinking about it and then you have that snap realization of oh shit i just did that thing and i've been doing this thing (laughs) oh fuck (laughs) so it's like I'm waiting for that snap realization of the, oh, shit, we're doing the judging to -hmm. come through. And it's coming through. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) We are in a huge spiritual awakening, like, mass-wide levels. A lot of people are leaving their faiths. A lot of people are coming to conclusions like that. Like, oh, shit, I still believe what I believe, but, like, we're doing it wrong. We need to fix this. (laughs) Makes me happy to see that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, my Bible note tries to tries to answer that. It's like, it says, this does not mean that one is never in any sense or any extent to judge another. <laughs> yep. And it says, only when one's life, owns life is pure, you know, he should then try to help someone else or whatever. But I think that would then circle back to the beginning because it's like, okay, if you're still judging them on that, you think, oh, well, they still have a problem with this. You're trying to, like... You probably have something like so then. That, mm-hmm. So then, I guess that kind of goes into like did helping in secret. You know, just put it all in the chamber of secrets, and the people who need to come take it. You don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because I think the whole point of it is like only those who are pure of sin can do the judging. Nobody's ever going to judge. Nobody will ever mm-hmm. be that pure. So point is. Nah, no judging. Okay, <sighs> but Jesus does say in in twenty three that he will judge you though. So yeah, he's, he's allowed. He's to. confident with judging people. I'm cool with that. Because he's gonna be. He wants to be judged. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was. He's he's judged uh, a lot. <laughs> he was judged a lot, and he's still judged a lot constantly. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I mean, we're still doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus will judge us. I'm cool with that because it's not with malintent and he's not going to say shit behind my back about it. So he's just going to say, well, I never, I don't know you. Yeah. I don't give a fuck uh-huh. what that stranger thinks of me. He's not a stranger. Him and I are bros. We, oh, we still oh, have you are? Me and Jesus. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm not a fan of his father. We don't talk. <laughs> But Jesus and I have been dipping our toes back in the waters. Oh. But I refuse to speak to his father. <laughs> but so. he he really wants you to. That's that's a big thing. That's that's something that we get later, right? Right now, and then, then the, his big sermon. It's not really 
I mean, the praying part, yes. Mm-hmm. But that that was it that really had to do with God itself. The rest had to be like, look at yourself. Yeah. And make a change. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that, that does, so we should probably stop judging now like whatever's next you got what do you got next is the golden rule the golden rule yes so the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you which seems simple enough and then we get to the narrow and the wide gates i'm sure mm-hmm. most of you listening are familiar with this it's it's talking about the the narrow or the the path with the narrow gate and the path with the wide gate and few will make it into the to through the narrow gate because it's not easy and mm-hmm. the wide gate is full of destruction and that's all it leads to and it's essentially saying like the it, it always comes down to the narrow gate is to heaven and that is the christian path and the wide gate is the path of the world that's to hell (laughs) i mean (laughs) it's about as simple as it gets but i think that in reality it has absolutely nothing to do with your religious identity i don't think that that's any i don't think that has any factor here no it, Um, it doesn't yeah, because even as he's as he's explaining like what this path is, it's it's hard work to go down the narrow path because you you have to put in the work and be forgiving and not judging others and not retaliating. Doing all of these things doesn't mean you have to be a Christian. Doesn't mean you have to follow God. Just means you have to be a good person. So I think that has zero to do with your religion. I think there's a lot of Christians who I see on that that wide path who would assume that they're on the narrow path and be absolutely mortified if they were to hear that they were not. But again, another place of hypocrisy. But after the gates and stuff, he does go into like the more like like a fruit tree examples and things about like yeah he's starting to get into his good fruits and bad fruits and trees and they'll be cut down and burned and everything but he the way it was presented it seemed like it was now it felt like okay this is where you can be taught to judge people because you like well you judge them by see what they're doing and now you can judge them exactly this is the contradictory stuff Mm -hmm. i'm thinking earlier too Because, yeah, on that same note, I was thinking the same thing. In my notes, I put, you know, while we're talking about, or while talking about false prophets, Jesus makes the bearing the fruit analogy. The false prophets won't bear the fruit. That's how you can tell. Mm -hmm. That's how we are taught to judge, is to look for what we view as the fruit, regardless of what they're seed was yeah so i think that's an interesting thing too that just came right now i didn't write that part (laughs) because because really that's what it is like we we judge others based on the fruit but who is the judge on what the fruit is if we're judging looking for an apple 
and we see a bunch of grapes, that's not the fruit we're looking for. That's not right. Like, this is blasphemous. So, Hmm. maybe they had a grapevine, though, and you had an apple tree, (laughs) and they are doing very well in, in, in life and in their beliefs, because it's cool and all to, you know, help out your fellow Christian, but it's crossing a line when you're trying to tell somebody that their religion is going to make them go to hell so that's a good fruit example tangent you got there thank you (laughs) i mean it's 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 very different than the one that jesus gave though (laughs) because he's very much like you know when a fruit's bad and you know when a fruit's good oh yeah mine was different but (laughs) it was just a thing that came into my head Mm -hmm. and i had to share it because thank you you gotta (laughs) oh i was also gonna mention um so he's talking about you know like it becomes the the vines like they become dried up or the the branches become dried and used for firewood Mm -hmm. it was just interesting to me because i i had this image in my head of like when i was leaving the church but not christianity because that's what i felt like at the time was all of these churches that i kept trying to to make work it felt like they were just a ball of withered up thorny vines, you know, like Mm -hmm. nothing was being produced here. Nothing was happening here. It was all just the same people being fake and doing the same things. There was no growth, no anything like that was a huge piece in me leaving the church. That was a huge piece in my deconversion too. It felt gross thinking about being a part of that. Mm -hmm. So I took my spirituality into my own hands. Best decision ever. I mean, that is what Jesus says to do anyhow. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah. But I mean, after that, he starts wrapping it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. When he closes, like, just because you believe or whatever, you you trust the things I say, it doesn't make you better. Like, you're still going to have to do them. Yeah. 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 You're still going to have to put in the work. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the example he's using in his his end up end wrap up thing here is he's talking about like building your house upon the rock versus building your house upon the sand. And mm-hmm. and I can't remember the words exactly. So it's driving me nuts. But but yeah, so like basically Jesus is going in here talking about you, you want to be like the man who builds his house on on the rock because it can withstand the winds and the floods that are inevitably going to come to try and break you down. But the man who builds it on the sand, it's going to be swept up because it can't withstand the wind and the the floods and Mm -hmm. all of that. So you want to be like that. Create a good foundation in your life. And in this, you know, he's talking about make God the center, that foundation. And for me, (laughs) I see it as like know yourself know your desires in your life and if you don't learn them because you have to build that foundation somewhere a strong character and self-awareness i think those are your keys to a strong base foundation and an open mind that is so important in life you you have to have an open mind because if you go in with your ideas of what you think things are you're not going to learn shit build a solid foundation Mm -hmm. know yourself you can't grow on a shitty foundation because otherwise you'll keep restarting and that sucks. I, I don't have anything to add to that. I think you said it yeah. all. Yeah. 
The crowds were astonished. It was wonderful. Let's see. I did have a Bible note because mine uses the word devils in verse 22. And it took, it finally decided like, okay, we've used this word a lot. And now it's like, these aren't devils. There's demons because there's only one devil and that's Satan. Yeah. I don't know why it had to inform me of this. And I don't know why I had to inform you of that, but because I was informed. Well, just passing along the good information. Yeah, I know. That's that's the best information. (laughs) Yeah, mine uses demons. Hmm. Now I'm passing you that information. And yeah, we already talked about the the last two verses of seven at the start, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, because they were just so impressed. I had, did I tell you the, the, the note for it though? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, my note says that, like, the Pharisees were upset by this because he had no credentials. Oh. If he started as a Pharisee, he was already in there. He was doing all that stuff. He wouldn't have credentials, and I don't don't see where that comes in. Maybe his credentials are not recognized because... He went AWOL? His... Yeah, he started an extremist group, so they were like, yeah, well, we don't recognize your shit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fuck you and stop fucking with our people. A a peaceful extremist? We don't know if it's peaceful. We did talk about, you know, with the the disciples, don't worry, we'll take care of those towns or whatever. Hey, I'm just saying, I looked it up, I think it was in the last episode, Jesus's group and his his little posse there, 100% qualifies as an extremist group. Yeah. Okay. Totally does. Doesn't mean it's a bad group. <laughs> it just means that is what they are. Because we're humans and we like to label shit. That is a pretty good mountain, mountainside sermon. Did you have anything else to add with that? No. So yeah, yeah. We can. We can, let's let's close this one. Yes. Let's do it. Cause holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Favorite thing. Favorite thing. Shit. Um, I mean, my favorite thing was just that you got to see like the workshopping, like some possible examples of workshopping happening for his speech to get it down to like something good. Yeah. Or it's just yeah. cutting a bunch of stuff later. Yeah, just seeing kind of the rough draft. Mm-hmm. I like it. Honestly, I really just kind of like seeing this side of Jesus because he's just really focused on the the you aspect instead of the God aspect. Mm-hmm. And that aspect is so downplayed in Christianity, I feel. I think in particular, I really liked the like the narrow and the wide gates. I've always been really intrigued by that. I had a poster of it like I, on my wall as a kid. Really? Teenager, you know? Yeah. It That's had, an like, odd thing to have a poster of. Well, it was like an artistic, somebody had drawn it or painted it and it was put into a magazine like as a poster kind of deal but i thought it was really fucking cool because it was just like two paths that like started up at the you know like the what's the view i can't think whatever horizon two paths yeah but the up close part not the back part i don't know foreground i guess the two paths were like it was showing the narrow and the wide and it was like one was all wavy and twisty and it led to like this hellfire castle and the other led to like this almost lord of the rings elven style castle (laughs) and it was like 
really narrow and covered in all these trees so it was hard to even see the path and you see like just a couple people walking down that and then the other one just has mobs of people and I it was like a it was a good reminder for me as a kid to like stay true to what was right so like had good meaning for me but Mm -hmm. yeah this is uh it's a good one and I really like the perspective I gained on it or the perspective I had on it this time in that it has absolutely nothing to do with religious identity. So, just made me good. Can I ruin your perspective? Possibly. Go for it. Yeah, what if it's like, like you, you could go like full conspiracy on it. Like, okay, well, he's really telling you like, stay off the roads, find these hidden paths that we have in the wilderness. And if you need to find me, here we go. Damn straight. <laughs> Why do you think everybody who's going to go find their ayahuasca guru ends up in South America? Like in some forest. <laughs> <laughs> that's why gotta find god somehow fair <laughs> anything else you want to add no well thanks for tuning in buddies this was a really fun episode it was a really a, a lot of reading there's three whole chapters mm-hmm. three but and I a think half it was really good three and a half yeah yeah let's not discredit luke but this was a good one i feel like we we covered a lot of different topics through this yeah so Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. See you, pals. Catch you later.